Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. A special uh, thank you to to the Joneses for uh, uh, helping us with uh, uh, the the love candle. Uh, and in many places, uh, in many churches, this is a tradition. Uh, this is something that that churches uh, uh, do uh, on, on a regular basis. Uh, in in our church, uh, we haven't done it that often. Matter of fact, it's been quite some time until I think it was just last year that our lead pastor reintroduced to us the the Advent journey. Uh, there's a number uh, here uh, this morning that have been doing some devotionals on Advent, and I think it's so significant uh, that that you you involve yourself in in a uh, preseason to Christmas. Uh, you know, sometimes Christmas comes on us and it hits us hard, and this coming week we're all going to know about that, and it can be, there's a lot of hustle and bustle, and uh, you know what, uh, Christmas can be a real downer, uh, but when we take time to reflect over the significance of Christmas and the advent of Christmas, the coming of Christ, it makes all, all the difference in the world. So I, I just want to talk to you just a little bit about the tradition. Uh, and, and sometimes we, we put down tradition, but we need to appreciate the fact that this tradition that keeps certain things alive for us. And I came across this definition, and I'll share it with you this morning, that tradition is the handing down of statements, beliefs, legends, customs, information uh, from generation to generation, especially by word of mouth or by practice. Something that is, is, is handed down. Uh, something, and boy, if we ever live in a time when we need to see uh, uh, the truths, uh, we need to see uh, uh, the, the gospel passed down, uh, the theme of love from one generation to the next, it is now. Uh, another definition of the word tradition is a long-established or inherited way of thinking uh, or, or acting, a continued pattern of cultural beliefs or practices, a, a customary or characteristic method or, or manner. So, yeah, you know, sometimes when people say, ah, oh, tradition, man, we kind of turn the other way. But I want you to understand that, that today what we have, from, uh, is, is, is been handed down to us. Uh, uh, for example, the Jews, uh, they had a body of laws and doctrines, and uh, any one of them held to have been received from Moses and originally handed down orally from generation to generation. The Jewish religion uh, was established because of tradition. It wasn't, they didn't have a lot of writings in, in those uh, first uh, early days, but it was that oral tradition. In the Christian uh, uh, tradition, it's the body of teachings or any one of them held to have been delivered by Christ and his apostles, but not originally committed uh, to writing. So tradition is significant. And so today I, I honor uh, the, the, the role that we are looking at today of the Advent candle, and especially today uh, the, the Advent candle of love. So tradition is, is a lot like a, an echo. It's not the original, but it's the reverberation of the uh, original. So today we are we are uh, reminding ourselves uh, of the echoes of that first uh, first Christmas. 
I want to take a look at a couple of things with you this morning as we take a look at the uh, love uh, candle uh, of the Advent wreath. I, this, uh, past few, these past few weeks, you have heard a message of hope. Uh, you've heard a message of peace. You've heard a message of joy. And today you're going to hear a message uh, on love. Uh, the Advent uh, series reminds us of the fruit of the Spirit. If you've been following along, you can appreciate that with the whole peace and joy. Uh, uh, the fruit of the Spirit uh, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, and self-control. So, the Christmas story is, it's all about love. And so we're going to take a look at four aspects of love at Christmas this morning. We will look at Joseph's love for Mary. We'll look at Mary's love for Jesus. We will look at God's love for sinners. And we're going to look at our, our love for one another. So there are a lot of good material out there on, on the, uh, the whole theme of Christmas and certainly uh, the Christmas story. And, and I, I borrowed some, and I just want to share some of it with you today and just also just kind of put, uh, share with you what the Holy Spirit has laid upon my heart. So let's take a look at Joseph's love for Mary. It's very familiar to you, Matthew uh, 1, 18 uh, through 19. Uh, we, we have these words. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. The heart for, for, uh, of Joseph, for, for Mary, it, it was incredible. And uh, uh, often as you read uh, this portion of, uh, of the, the Christmas narrative, uh, you, you, you can identify and think, oh man, I don't know, if I was Joseph, I don't know if I could do what he did, and uh, I don't know if I could uh, uh, show the same kind of uh, devotion and so forth. But the heart of Joseph uh, for, for wife, uh, it, it, was, it was incredible. I've often asked myself the questions uh, uh, on Joseph's behalf. Was his heart broken because of her pregnancy? Undoubtedly, he was only human. Uh, Did he think about ending the relationship? Well, we just read in Scripture that we know that he did. Uh, And then the, the Bible says that he would divorce her quietly. That was his thought because of just, well, his, his love, and yet his heart was broken and, 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 it was quite an emotional roller coaster for Joseph. He wanted to protect her, the word of God tells us, from public humiliation of a trial. So Joseph had several options to choose from, but it is clear that he chose the way of love. Love is a decision. So as we look at the love candle this morning and we consider, we consider Joseph, we, we are reminded today that love requires sacrifice. Love requires putting things down to that we normally hold to, embrace, and we want to happen, and to let go and be able to sacrifice on behalf of one another. 
Point number two this morning, Mary's love for Jesus. Over in Luke chapter 2, verses 6 through 7, and a few others in that chapter, Luke 2 is is an incredible chapter. And here's what it says over in verses 6 and 7. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And then on verse 16, just a little bit further down the, uh, uh, the chapter, uh, we, we find that this is the account of the shepherds. And the shepherds heard to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But the Bible says this about Mary. And this is what I want to try to focus your attention on. It says this, But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Uh, there's uh, the word ponder or the word uh, thought is a word that means to bring together or to think deeply uh, or reflect on something. Uh, and the Bible says that Mary treasured all these things uh, in, in her heart. Uh, later on in this chapter, and you, oh, uh, for us to understand what, what humanly speaking Mary went through, uh, was, it was certainly it was, it was uh, mind-boggling. The Bible says this about uh, Simeon, and, and Simeon was that prophet that had been looking for uh, the birth of Christ. And, and, and so when Simeon does finally meet with Mary, he says this to, to her. He says, then Simon blessed them, referring to Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child that you're holding in your hands is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. Hmm. Did Mary understand all the events that surrounded Jesus' birth? More than likely, no. She knew the pregnancy and the birth were incredible, in the events that surrounded that day, she knew the things surrounding his birth were actually unbelievable. But did she understand? Probably no. Did she have questions? Probably. We'll never know for sure. But one thing we do know is is that her love for her son, her love for her son to the day he died, was unquestionable. Now, uh, we all know that the resurrection takes place and and, and it makes sense to her afterwards. But up until that point, Mary, one who pondered these things in her heart through the life, and she saw her little baby grow and and, and become a 12-year-old and and confound the leaders in the temple and, and saw him become a carpenter and all these things and all those different seasons and stages of life, Mary was pondering her what does all this mean? What, what, what is, what is this, this child that I've given birth to so, so supernaturally and, and in such an incredible way? Uh, what do all these things mean? So this morning, as we look just briefly at Mary and the Advent candle of love, 
And we especially see Jesus and, and Mary at the foot of the cross. We find that love is a suffering love. Joseph was called to make sacrifices. Mary was to, to experience a love that was suffering. But most importantly today, as we look at number three, is God's love for sinners. The Christmas story is all about love. Joseph's love for Mary and Mary's love for Jesus are both important parts of the story, but they are not the most important. The central message of the love at Christmas is God's love for who? For sinners. The greatest gift, John 3, 16 and 17 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God's heart, God's heart for you and I. If you ever doubt that that God loves you, just look at his Son. One put it this way, look at Jesus, the child born into the world as a baby at Christmas. Look at Jesus, the man teaching the people, preaching good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Look at Jesus, the Savior, suffering and dying on the cross for your sins to bring you to God. All of these express God's love for us. Look at Jesus. And I like this point. Look at Jesus the King, risen from the dead, ascended to heaven, coming back for you to take you to be with him, that you also may be where he is forever. The Christmas story makes it so clear that God's love for uh, for sinners was unconditional. God was showing his love to the world, not because the world deserved it, but because of his love. God's love for us is, he loves us not because we have earned it, not because of all the things that we have done and tried to do, but God's love for us is unconditional. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39 says this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Christmas story then is all about love. But the most important part of the story is God's love for sinners. God so loved the world that he gave his son so that we would not perish but have eternal life. So thirdly this morning, as we look toward heaven, the Advent candle of love reminds us that God's love is unconditional. So we've talked about Joseph's love. We've talked about Mary's love. We've talked about God's love. But let's come down to where we're at this morning. Let's talk about our love one for another. We looked at Joseph's love for Mary and Mary's love for Jesus and God's love for sinners, but there is one more aspect of love at Christmas that we do not want to leave out, and that is our love one for the other. We're going to take a look at 1 John chapter 4 and verse 10 in just a moment, and, and this will point out the significance that God's love 
always came first. God is the primary movie, a mover. God's love uh, in creating the world, it was first. God's love in promising our Savior, that was first. God's love in sending his son into the world was first. God's love in Jesus dying on the cross for your sins, that came first. 1 John 4 and 10 says this, this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I like what the one uh, author I was looking at, he said this about God's love. God's love always comes first, but, but then our love should follow. Listen to 1 John uh, chapter 4 uh, and verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Our love for others should follow, not merely as an obligation, but as a natural outflow of God's love for us. If God loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you, how can you not love others in return? If God loved others so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for them, how can you not love them as well? I like Romans 5 and 8. Romans 5 and 8 says this, But God commendeth or God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God gave us part of his heart. God's heart is for one another. And at this Christmas season, as we take a look at the uh, uh, love candle, we are reminded that his love, our love, must be demonstrated. God showed his love for us at Christmas by sending his son into the world as a sacrifice for our sins. And so the question that we, we ask ourselves as, as we conclude this part of the Advent candle, and we know that it's not done because Christmas Eve will be the final candle that will be lit. But as we consider at this point in, in the Advent candle, as we take a look at the candle of love, we have to ask ourselves, how will I, how will you show your love to others this Christmas? As we look inwardly, the Advent candle reminds us our love must be demonstrated. That makes sense? Our love must be demonstrated. Yesterday was a delightful day for, for, um, for our church, and for many of us, we were involved in To Stratford with Love. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an event. Uh, it had to change in the format a bit, but still it's an event that requires a lot of preparation. Uh, it, it requires, uh, I mean, it requires a lot of hands-on uh, there's a lot of things that take place prior to the day, and then uh, when it unfolds on, on the day of, uh, it's, it's quite a day of uh, uh, hustle and bustle, uh, and, and it, was, uh, it was very successful. However, for me, uh, yesterday, uh, it was uh, my uh, opportunity to par participate uh, with To Strapper With Love, but this time uh, I, I was going to be uh, Charlie Chaplin. And, uh, and it was a great opportunity for me to don the, uh, the chaplain's uniform. And uh, I had the opportunity to travel around with one of the officers. 
and you know, I, I, I like, I so appreciate, and uh, as uh, Richard and Ruth will tell you, that we've been together on this whole thing for 33 years, and so we, we've known and we've experienced a lot of the ups and downs of, of uh, To Strapper With Love. But what a joy it was yesterday for me to actually to deliver the meals to some of the homes. And so I had an opportunity to go and knock on doors and, and go into apartment buildings and to go places that, quite frankly, I would not frequent. But because of this opportunity, I was able to go and, and to, in a very practical way, a, a very uh, uh, hands-on way, a, a way of demonstrating Christ's love, was able to go into these different places. And, you know, it was great to see the smiles on, on their face, and, and it was great to uh, just uh, be able to be uh, the hand of the Lord extended. And that was great. And, and just really helped make my Christmas go on. Just uh, My Christmas season is going to be a little bit better because of that. But i got to tell you, <laughs> i got to tell you about the concluding visit. Uh, it was really where it all came together for me. Years ago, we had a, a vacation Bible school here in our church, and I had a Western theme. And so, so in order to, you know, make it come alive for the kiddies as it come in and different ones, including myself, we would have uh, certain responsibilities. I can't remember what age group I was teaching that, that particular week. And so we all had to have different, uh, 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 different names. And so uh, my name was Stan Pede. And so I became known as Stan Pede. And, and, and as, as, as the week unfolded, I had this little guy by the name of David. <laughs> and David came in, and he was quite impressed with Stan Pede. And, uh, uh, and so, you know, he started coming up to church. And the guy didn't have any church background, so when he would come to church, he'd say, Hey, Pastor Stan Pede. And so for years, he only knew me as Pastor Stan Pede. And, and, and so, you know, but, but it was great. And, and so, you know, throughout the years, I got to know him. He finally figured out that my name wasn't Stampede, but it was Pastor Charles. And, and, and so that was good. And uh, throughout the years, and got to know his mom. Well, he grew up. Grew up, and yeah, he had some challenges in life. And he moved over to London for a while, and then, 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 then came back. And then uh, now he's back in Stratford. And, uh, and so last night, uh, our, our, our last drop-off was to David's house. And uh, as we, we, we walked into his house there with David, <laughs> and he's like, Pastor Charles, not Pastor Stampede, you know. <laughs> and he's just Pastor Charles. And, and, and David, now he's a man, he comes over and gives me a hug. He says, he says, he says Pastor Charles, he says, I want you to know. He says, you're a father figure in my life. And, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm with a police officer, you know, and, you know, and, you know, and, oh, Dave, you know, not now, Dave, you know. But, but, so, and, and so we're there talking, and, and, and we, we always had this thing. I'd say, hey, David, I said, I want you to know that we're friends to the end. And, and, and then... Then it starts all over again, and and so so I talked to him and 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 I was I just shared and, and as we were talking and 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 he was reminding me about the different influences that I've had on his life and and I, I just could feel his 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 love for me and in my love and, and 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 the police officers there and we're just getting ready to go and as we're getting ready to go, he says 
He says, Pastor Charles. He says, will you pray for me? Will you pray for me, and will you pray for the officer? <laughs> I thought that was great. You know, that doesn't normally happen. Okay, you know, so I pray for them all the time, but never directly, you know, that kind of thing. And so it was great, and so I had the opportunity to pray. And as I, as I was praying, it gave me an opportunity just not to talk about Christmas, not only to, you know, just, you know, express words, but to actually demonstrate, demonstrate God's love. Demonstrate God's love uh, to, to uh, what was a young boy at one point to come up. And I just believe that that's what God calls all of us to do. Is not necessarily do we share words or tell words, but we have the opportunity. We have the opportunity to, to demonstrate his love one to another. So the advent of Christ, the advent of Christ, as we've been talking about, has been, was, had been foretold for centuries previously. And Isaiah 9 and 6, it says, uh, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It was foretold many years ago, many centuries ago, before Christ was born. And then Micah 5 and 2 says, But you, Bethlehem, Epitaph, uh, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me or for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from, from ancient times. Those were prophecies about the birth of Jesus. And as we come to the conclusion of this message, at this 2021 Advent season, we need to remind ourselves that there is another Advent of Christ. There is a, another advent that will soon take place. And the word of God is clear that Jesus Christ is coming again. You may have got perhaps caught up with just the first advent of Christ, which was why we have Christmas and so forth. But this morning I feel my challenge and my, my responsibility is to remind you this morning that there's another advent of Christ. That is about to take place. There is a there is a returning of Christ for his church. Second Peter three, eight and nine says this. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you and not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. I want you to know I hang on to that verse. I want you to know that I look around. I have friends like you do. I have family. And I want you to know that, man, I say, God, I, I, I want them to come to know you. And I, and I look at this scripture, and the word of God makes it quite clear that the, the heart of our Lord is this, is that he is not willing that any would perish, but that everyone would come to repentance. And our role as we consider the second advent of Christ, our role in the midst of, of a pandemic is to demonstrate his love 
around us, not just talk about it, but to demonstrate his love uh, to those that are in need today. And we heard it expressed very well by the Jones family about how we can demonstrate his love to those around us. And so today, I encourage you. So today, I, I, I challenge you today that we are not just words only, but that we demonstrate the love of Christ to those that are around us in deed and, and in action. And so as we hold high the Advent candle of love this season, I do want to remind you that we have that responsibility to demonstrate his love to all. John 13 and 35 says this, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Will you bow your heads with me this morning? Precious Heavenly Father, as we come to this part of the service, as we come to the conclusion of this, this uh, message, and, and as we've been reflecting upon the, the theme uh, of the, the love candle, and we know without a doubt that as we consider uh, uh, the, your, your plan of salvation for us, that the greatest theme uh, on the Christmas morning, the greatest theme that brought us from Christmas to Easter is your love, your unconditional love for us. And so, Lord, we thank you today that in this room, the, the majority of us today are here and, and that we have responded to your love. We have, have been the recipients of it. We didn't deserve it, but, Lord, we have been the recipients of it. And so, Father, this day, as, as, uh, as we come to this moment, we, we realize that there's a responsibility, that there is a a tradition that is alive and well. There is a tradition that has meaning. There is a tradition that has conviction. There is a tradition that has an anointing. Lord, there is an echo this morning that needs to continue to carry out from this place so that as we go and that we'll have our different celebrations, our different activities, that whatever we do and wherever we go, that we will demonstrate, we will demonstrate the love of Christ to those that are around us. Yes, Lord, maybe we don't have to say things, but, Lord, we can definitely show. And so, Lord, may we be that, that living expression. May we be that, that articulation. May we be your hand extended to those that are around us this day. And may this be a season of salvation. May this indeed be a season of good news. May this be a day when people do experience the hope and the joy and the peace and the love of what you have brought to our world. And so, Lord, as we get ready to go from this place, we pronounce that blessing upon each one, and we thank you for what you have done and for what you are going to do in Christ's name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Pastor Chad, is he? Okay. Oh, good, good. Okay. All right. God bless you. You are dismissed, and enjoy the rest of the day, and Merry Christmas to you all. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast that's blessed you and encouraged you and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 